0: Welcome back to SciTech in a Flash. Any NASA fans out there? In today's episode, we've got something for you. I recently sat down with the incredible astronaut Michael Massimino. We talked about extreme engineering, and he shared some great advice for young engineers just starting out. Take a listen. Not many people can say they've graduated both from Columbia University and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, have published their memoir, and have flown space missions with NASA, except for our guest today. Retired astronaut Michael Massimino is a mechanical engineering professor at Columbia Engineering School. Uh, you are running uh, a program called Extreme Engineering. You're teaching extreme. What does that mean?
1: Yeah, All right. First of all, thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here and get a chance to talk with you. So Extreme Engineering uh, was actually the idea of our dean of engineering at Columbia, Mary Boyce. And uh, I had you know, I had some interesting stories to tell. And every once in a while, a friend of mine would show up from NASA someplace and and talk to students and so Mary Mary had this idea that try to turn it into more of a formal program where we could inspire uh, students uh, to see what's ahead of them after they got a, an engineering school that could be exciting and uh, things like flying in space or exploring the Arctic or coming up with new medical devices or figuring out a way to uh, turn uh, wastewater, uh, which is one of our professors working on we uh, working on uh, working on turning wastewater into resources and clean water, and so on. All these things that kind of are on the on the edge of technology, that uh, that kind of I think is the reason why people get interested in science and engineering from the from the beginning. You know, there's something they want to accomplish, something they want to do. Um, and then they get to engineering school, and they find out it's really hard. <laughs> you know, you're like, why am I doing this where well, everyone else is having fun in college? Right. right. You know, and I'm, I'm banging my head against the wall trying to learn all these equations. And the reason is, is because when you get out of engineering school or out of a science major, after you study that stuff, uh, I, I think you're in a position to have a very exciting career. So that's what we try to show the students.
0: You know, it seems like a lot of kids get sidetracked on the the, the, the process to get there, meaning understanding math and saying, oh, I don't know, I don't yeah. want all this math stuff, but they yeah. don't really see what they can do with it later on, and they don't have that kind of big goal that they're working towards.
1: That's right, I think, and I think it's important to have that goal, and it helped me, uh, particularly when I was in graduate school. You know, I, I I got interested in the space program at an early age when I was six going on seven. I saw Neil Armstrong walk on the moon, um, but that kind of died for me, and it didn't get, I, I dream. that I didn't pick that up until after college, and... And I decided to go to grad school and having that goal in front of you that, hey, you know, I'm going to make this sacrifice now, but it's going to maybe lead to something that I want to really want to do with my life.
0: One of the things people say is that college is almost about learning how to learn more than it is what you get exactly inside the book. I mean, you uh, through NASA, which is incredibly famous for having huge binders full of (laughs) checklists, et cetera, et cetera. But you've also... Being in scenarios where you've had to think out of the box and yeah. say, uh, "All right, guys, you didn't write something down for that."
1: Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, that's happened. I, I think in engineering in general is, I think the most valuable thing you can learn in an engineering education is how to engage a problem. Because if you look at a problem when you if you see it written down if you're on an exam or in a book, or if you're faced with it in reality. Uh, it's it's overwhelming. Like, how am I going to figure all this out? And certainly at NASA, uh, the way you know, we're we're faced with you know, I've been faced on my space. I was about every spacewalk. Some worse situations than others. Yeah. But every one of my spacewalks that I've been involved with, either on the outside with my friends spacewalking or on the outside, my you know, my, my inside with my friends walking spacewalking outside or being outside in the suit myself. Um, you know, you are faced with something that is not what you expected. And but what you've done is you've learned how to solve problems because you practice so much and you simulate so much so it seems the key to
0: staying calm out in space or anywhere is <laughs> preparation
1: and- preparation yeah i think that that's really important you know uh, if you think about doing almost anything in life right and you don't know anything about it it could be a little overwhelming but right. but studying and getting ready being prepared makes ma- makes a big difference and you know you can walk into an exam and feel a little bit better about it if you're if you've studied a little bit and you're building confidence. So I think preparation and study yeah. all you're really doing is, is building up confidence so that you can go into that exam or that space walk or that launch into space or whatever it is and feel confident because you're you're well prepared.
0: It sounds like your classes aren't necessarily just for engineering students. I mean no. you are
1: yeah, no. That, so the you know the class that I teach, I teach a class on space flight, and it's uh, it's primarily engineering students, but it's also available to students at Columbia College and graduate students. Um, but extreme engineering, for sure, our program there, uh, and you can find it on the Columbia website, is is open to the entire school.
0: You're one of a few dozen humans that have ever seen the planet from the vantage point of space. Um, what does it do to you?
1: Um, it, it, is, it actually has changed the way I think about the planet. And from the altitude, I was up at Hubble. It's 100 miles higher than station. We see the curve of the planet when we're spacewalking. You're not looking through a window any longer, like when you're inside the spacecraft. Now you're outside, and you can see the, you know, the, the Earth in front of you. And when I really had time to look at it, the thought that went to my mind was, this would, this would be the view from heaven. You know, this, this, if you were up there in heaven, this is what you would see. And then I dwelled on it for a moment. I said, Nah, nah, it's more beautiful than that this is what heaven must look like. Hi. And as I stared for those moments and thought about nothing except the beauty of our planet, I felt like I was looking into a paradise. And that's the way I feel about this place. You know, we have lots of problems here, we have a lot of things to work out. Sometimes we feel like we're getting better overall, sometimes we take steps back, but, but I, think in, I think after seeing it the way I've seen it, I really do think we're very, very lucky to be here. We have to take care of this place. And, and make the most of the opportunity living here. It, it, it I can't ima- I think there's life other places, but I can't imagine an, a, any place being more beautiful than our planet Earth.
0: Besides the secret handshake that I'm sure you all have, <laughs>
1: uh, is there? I mean, I'll have to tell you that uh, when we're off the is, air. Is, is no, there?
0: No. Is there something that um, you know, having seen the things that all of you have seen, is there some sort of a shared understanding? I mean, do most of the astronauts coming back have that kind of aha moment that says? this is a planet that we've got to take care of as our only one.
1: I, I think so. I think some express it a little bit differently. Um, we all maybe have our own view of it, but I think certainly, yes. And I think, the, I think what all of us share is this, this, this great feeling of gratitude of you know, becoming an astronaut is, is, not, is, is not likely. It's a very unlikely thing to have happened to you. And it's, it's just a, it's a little bit of good fortune, I think, that comes into play there. And uh, having having had that opportunity and, and getting a chance to fly in space, I think for everyone that's had a chance to do that, um, it, it, it makes you very, very uh, appreciative of it, I, I think. So I think that's probably the common thing yeah. that we have. And not everyone will tell you, you know, we have various kinds of people just sure. like you do everywhere. And some people talk about it. Some won't. Some are more affected about it. But but, you know, everybody's different. But yeah. I think most of us are very appreciative of what we've gotten a chance to do and see.
0: Mike Massimino, professor of engineering at Columbia, former NASA astronaut. Thanks so much for joining us. All
1: right. Thanks for having me. Pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening. We have great programs coming up this season, so make sure you subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want more SciTech right now? Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook.